Welcome to Termagen Talk, your weekly walk through the minds of two hip-hop heads who happen to be women. I'm Chantel. And I'm Goody. Hello, Goody. How are you today? I am doing swell. Um, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. I had an amazing weekend of nothingness. You did? Life is good. I did nothing. Well, doing nothing is good because do you feel relaxed and ready to like take the week by storm? Absolutely. Let me take a step back. By nothing, I meant I packed a picnic basket oh. and I went to the park and I meditated and I did some chanting. There was some annoying little kids around because, you know, I had my little picnic stuff and this kid was like, you're so lucky you have juice. I guess he was begging and thirsty, mm. but I want to feed something happened to him and then they tried to sue me mm. for feeding they little rug rat. Plus... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, that, that's also not decency for some kid to be walking around in the park baggy baggy. Mm-mm, I ain't like it. Mm. Nope. Now, I think that both of us, even though we have different upbringings, we both are similar on this because I too would have been looking at this person like, young man, go away. Where are your people? Why don't you have juice? perhaps a water fountain, something. I cannot offer you things. You shouldn't take things from me because I'm a stranger. So my- Yeah, he came by three times with his little bike. I know he must've been thirsty or his little bike pedaling, pedaling, mm-hmm. but that's not my problem. I don't like, I don't it's care It's not my problem that. at all. So before we- I don't care about none of that one. So before we get into it, we want to say this is episode 22. The Deuce Woo! Deuce. Let's, let's crack a Deuce Deuce for the Deuce Deuce. We made it. Word. Uh, uh, if the yeah. sound is a little funky, we probably want to let everybody know that um, there's a, I'm recording on something a little bit different. But I heard really great feedback about the sound, how Google is obviously, Google and reading instructions are clearly my friend because I've managed to now not only be louder, apparently I'm louder than you. And oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, well. Y'all going to get this noise and keep doing it. And I wanted to just really quickly, um, of course, follow us, Termogen Talk on Instagram, Termogen Talk on Facebook, uh, Pod at gmail.com, even though you guys don't write. Um, I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you a little bit about what I've been seeing on the something that was really interesting, like when I'm looking at our analytics and I just, I, I, I want to just say real quick, big up to the Bronx because it appears so... that somehow, some way within uh, the New York market, the Bronx is our biggest listenership. So we got a big up to Hold the Bronx. Down. Press, 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 press. <laughs> and then it's like New York, New Jersey, Maryland and Georgia, and then like Virginia. So um, hi everybody. And then there's these very interesting. Hey, Ron, I know that's you in Georgia, Ron. Love you, cuzzo. No, there's a few. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God, we're just getting listening, listens from all various and sundry places. Um, but then on the international side, we have to say what's up to the Philippines, Saudi Arabia, uh, Ghana, Senegal. So we're definitely touching the people all up and through this world. And that's the cool thing about this platform is that we can communicate these thoughts and ideas 
and then people will just check in and tune in and listen to us. So, um, and another thing that I noticed is that on SoundCloud, our episode about Foxy Brown was like crazy popular. And then on all the rest of our platforms, it appears that the, um, the Drake Papoose Swiss Beats Walking oh, yeah, a Bar yeah. one, that is the popping episode. So if you haven't listened to any of our episodes, you may want to go back. If you, this is your first episode and you want to get like a recommendation of what to listen to, I would have recommended something totally different, but it seems as though the people, the people, they enjoy the, um, the uh, So Drake DMX Papoose Walk Into a Bar episode. So check it out. Give us any feedback. Let us know what you think. Um, I've noticed that there's been a lot of folks kind of going back and listening and catching up. So if you like what you hear, tell a friend to tell a friend and we'll go from there. So that was just my my data analytics presentation for the team, you know, me letting my regular life spill over into my podcast life where I got to, yeah, I can't do it. We got to big up the market. Come on. We have to big up, big up the market. Yeah. Up, 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 up. Lighter, lighter. Yeah. And it's funny because every time I post something about the podcast, someone who I would think knows, it's like, you got a podcast. It's like, yeah 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 that that's the crazy thing to me like oh you got a podcast i'm like i only been saying i got one and then people like i'm like i want you to come to it organically i want to tell you about it and then you go i don't want to have to walk up to your house ring the doorbell with the shit on the speaker like a radio raheem or some shit be like well you know i'll do it i'll do it yeah listen Listen, tell a friend to tell a friend because we're, we're, we're having a good time and we're, we're sharing some good information. And I think today's episode is going to be full of fun because I've got lots of thoughts and feelings. So you this weekend, you um, meditated and denied children food proper. Yes. That's excellent. And I took my first trip to Los Angeles this weekend. So, thoughts? Uh, I like New York. Uh, I could see where... Maybe if I go back one or two more times, I can understand why folks make that choice. Um, I could see from a business perspective why and how it makes sense. Um, we went to a Duce Palooza because, you know, we're Duce Palooza roadies, so, which was fun. It was in a really beautiful venue that obviously was a church at one point. Um, they didn't allow gum. They didn't allow gum in the venue because it's still carpeted. Good times. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rick, <laughs> your favorite, oh. your favorite Rick Ross performed, um, and that was fine. Um, oh, wait, can we tell the people that is not my favorite? Not, He's not my favorite boy. Not mine either. Look dumpling. Dumpling. I'm not with sugar dumpling. Yeah. So he he was kind of dressed like Nipsey Hussle in Nipsey's last out like photo shoot. Like he had on a blue silky shirt and some white jeans, but. Yeah. Was that the goal? I think so. I think that was the look he was trying to affect. Um, How unfortunate. I don't like that. Yeah. And then I, I went by the marathon store. Um, for me, personally, I did not feel comfortable taking pictures or anything of the sort. Are they open yet? The store is open. His car is still parked in front of the store. We were over there early Saturday morning and there were people uh, taking pictures. There's lots of murals of him in the general area. 
Um, I didn't know what to expect when I went to that corner. And um, it's, it's, it's not what I expected. It's a little... It was, Is it tranquil or does it feel chaotic? Well, it was early in the morning. Um, it, was, it was definitely not the area that you're going to promote if you want people to move to the city. Um, so it's, it's, it's a called an opportunity zone. And I can see why, you know, it's definitely a place and space that's in, use, in need of a little love. Um, but the houses out there are adorable. Like everyone, a lot of the houses are one floor bungalow type houses, but some of the landscaping is just so pretty and beautiful. Um, so we went through there, we went through Compton, Inglewood. Um, we ended up in the hills because we went to the Contact High photo exhibit, uh, which was fucking beautiful uh seeing all of that hip-hop photography it wasn't a huge um it wasn't a huge exhibit but it was a really um impactful exhibit when you walk in they have the great day in harlem photo as the the, the window wrap so you can basically it's almost like life-size images and i found out a fun fact about the great day in harlem photo which i have i owned back when double xl you know did it i ordered it and um, it was framed for a long time because I also have the Great Day in Hip Hop and the Great Day in Harlem. I have both of them in my house. But the Great Day in Harlem, Harlem one with the jazz people is hung up, but the hip hop one is not. I actually need to frame it again and hang it up. But what we got to find out in this exhibit is that Cameron is in that picture, but he's obscured. So you don't see his face. Um, I don't know if maybe he blinked, sneezed when they shot the image, but, you know, th th there's no cam. So that was a fun piece of information. Uh, there were some really beautiful pictures of uh, lady rappers from the 80s that I thought was, um, it was just warm to see them so young, so, like, regular, degular. Um, of course, there was pictures of... Um, our favorite Method Man, Nas, Tupac, Biggie, Fab Five, Freddie, Keith Herring, all of the all of the notables, Ice Cube, Easy E, Outkast, um, and they've ran a couple of documentaries also. In the process of like that, kept two documentaries that were just running over and over, just talking to photographers about how and why they shot the way they shot. With some beautiful pictures of Aaliyah, um, just realizing how young she was, um, realizing how young a lot of people were, like the Jay-Z uh, contact sheet is in there. Um, and he now, 23 years later, he looks like a baby. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Now I can. Okay, yeah, he like a baby, like trying to like dressing up. Yes, yes. We, but the thing of it was, I remember, and today's the anniversary of Reasonable Doubt coming out. I remember, yeah, twenty third. I remember looking at him and thinking he looked like a grown man, because to yeah, me, nah. he was a grown man. Because I was, I wasn't even, I wasn't even twenty. Well, I was just twenty at that time, so he always had like an older effect to me. But again, it's just time. Um, it was, uh, you know, seeing the roots, seeing this picture, this one of Fat Joe. Because, you know, we call Fat Joe Fat Joe. But we know Fat yeah, Joe but... came down. But 
you, you forget what like he used to look like just a little chubby mush, you know. We know right. we know Fat Joe was not for play play. We know. But if you just he looked at him, he he looked like he was all play play. Like you just want to squeeze him up. And um there was just uh it was a nice, interesting mix of people. It was in a very interesting spot. It wasn't very far from the Fox um studios and very close okay. to Beverly Hills. So then I got to see Rodeo Drive. I got to see everything from Beverly Hills Cop. So I was living my best um my tourist, tourist life. life. And then the ultimate, I saw the Regent Beverly Wilshire, and I oh, yeah. am a pretty woman stan. So yes. I, I was like, oh my God, the Regent Bev Wilsh is right here in front of me. Um, and we just kind of drove through Beverly Hills, down Sunset Boulevard, saw like all the comedy clubs, saw a lot of the homeless people. They're everywhere. It's, it's definitely an epidemic. Um, the airport is very big. That was not pleasant. Um, and for the most part, it was it was a very quick trip. It was nice. It was good, good times with the fam, having fun, doing things. Um, we went down to the BET Experience stuff. Uh, we happened to pop into the JW Marriott, which was the place to be. And as soon as you walked okay. into this hotel, it was literally like any Black Weekend freak Nick, anything you yes. ever think of, any convention, it was just wall-to-wall black folks it was like a buzz in the hotel it was a pretty fun vibe lots of people notable people just all around and about and um but the the, I would say one thing I appreciate it was it's probably because it's an entertainment city everyone was treating these folks and engaging with everyone in a way that wasn't there wasn't any stress it wasn't any like it wasn't like it wasn't like do you belong uh, here? People depended on your yeah. town, and now this is inconvenient. It was like okay, this is what we do. So okay, yep, you're you're doing it this weekend. Someone else will be doing it next weekend. Welcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. what it was like. Um, I would go back. Um, I got to see what I guess what was a Jamaican area. Now. Yeah, I, I want to tell me more okay, about this. Okay, so good. So, you know, official Jamaican or Western? No, it was Jamaican. It was a block of Jamaican restaurants and things of that nature, right? So, okay. like, you know, as a New Yorker, the flag, the flag, the death painted. It was, it was literally like a set. And I don't know, okay. it's just different. So, in New York, Jamaicans in New York are ubiquitous. We are, we're together, we're, we're here. You don't have to be openly Jamaican in that way. But in this place, in this space, it was like, all these dreads outside, everyone's smoking weed. I mean, when I'm talking about locks, like wrapped around the head, like three times. Yeah. Um, very locks that could go down to your ankle. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. And just people... and not dreads, locks. Like, yeah. maybe there's six or seven of them. Maybe. Yes, yes. Um, everyone's smoking a little bit. We kind of like passed through. People were sitting outside eating or whatever. I don't so, like you're telling me official rosters look so. But I didn't okay. see I didn't see a barrel cooking no food, so I was like, hmm, this don't mm. this don't seem authentic. But maybe we do it differently in LA. I don't know. LA Jamaicans, call us up. Let us know if maybe I misunderstood it because that, after that neighborhood, it rolled through and it became a Spanish neighborhood. But I'm not really sure of where people were from. Um, there are a lot of laundromats out there too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you happen to find the Bajans? 
No, girl. Mm-mm. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> no. Just, just so you know, um, I don't know if that was the Jamaican block because even at the Duce, they played a reggae set and I believe that the reggae set consisted of two Sean Paul songs. And I was, oh. I was like, okay. Um, Region, okay. okay. <laughs> they played that and they played two Afrobeat songs and they were finished with that and moving on. And I was just like, all right, different strokes. You forget, different strokes. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it stood out. I was like, is this Sean Paul? Nothing against Sean Paul. I enjoy him, but usually I enjoy the, choices you, up, um, the choice you make usually when you want to set your reggae set off is something maybe or something that, you know, speaking of which, we haven't made a Jessica mention in a while. Just want you to know Jessica too was a fan of the Chi Chi Man song until she too found out what it meant and then she had to, to cancel it. Yeah, to cancel it? She had to cancel it. She sent me a text. She said, I want you didn't know, I too fucked with the Chi Chi Man song. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, we got to find a way. Somebody got to bring that Somebody sound back. Remake the, remake the Chi Chi Man song so we can not feel wild about like rocking out to it. And she too noticed that there is a lot of bass thumping in people's cars and she loves it. Because it's my Jersey, yep. she's a true Jersey girl, so she gets it. You got to get that bass going. So, hey, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. So, if you're playing Terminator Talk Bingo, we had a Jay-Z, a Jessica, and a word that I used that was a three-syllable word. So we'll keep going. Um, so yeah, the, the whole purpose of LA, not for us, but the whole reason why everyone else was out and about was for the DET Awards. Oh, one other thing. So they have this place called Egg Slut out there, right? <laughs> Egg Slut is a restaurant. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of this it shit before a, a day in my life. Okay, it's popping out there. It's a big deal. Now I'm going to describe to you what they are known for, and then we'll take a moment. So Egg Slut is known for their sandwiches that are on brioche bread, and they serve eggs, bacon, and cheese. And I say it that way for a very specific reason because it's eggs, bacon, and cheese. And mm -hmm. we got there at, it opened at eight. We pulled up to the downtown LA location at like 8.15, there was already a line. Um, we got on the line because this is something people line up for. So I was like, I have to see what this bacon, this egg, bacon, and cheese tastes like because, you know, you know where I'm from and you know how we get it up. A I, you know how we get yeah. it up here. So this line goes, like, this was a deep line. So we order it. It was like a $7 sandwich. Um, fine. We have that. Um, my sister's not on, on meat and stuff, so she had a salad, and she was avoiding the dairy, but she's had it before. And someone, when I was leaving, said to me, yo, you have to try egg slut because it's, it's popping. And I go, does it make bacon, egg, and cheese? And they're like, no, it's, it's different. So I said, okay. So you walk in, you smell bacon, egg, and cheeses. Cool. They're making them. They, everything looks all right. All right. So we get the bacon, egg, and cheeses presented nicely. Three of us, we get a few extra things. Our total bill was $42. So I'm already like, okay. Hmm. This better be phenomenal. So we get it. I bite into it. 
Okay. It was breakfast. Right. But poppy, any poppy on any corner in any bodega on the planet of, in the planet of New York, if we are a planet of our own, will, I, I see why when they came to New York, they didn't do well. Because they did come to New York, they, from what I understand, and it didn't, it didn't. How long were they here? <laughs> so short that you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. No. Yeah. That my understanding yeah, is that people in New York really weren't into it. Um, so it just did not work out. Uh, and, and I'm, like I said, it was not, oh no, it says here, NYC. It still exists? It's, it's what it's saying. They're trying, they said they were trying to open up one in, um, get a restaurant in New York City, but they've been trying to do pop-ups. It seems like it's going to be in a hotel. So again, that's a different vibe. You know what it is. You know? Yeah, no. I mean, you'll, I'm sure they'll get someone to get mm -hmm. into it. The hipsters will get into it. And it'll be the new thing for New York. Yeah, supposedly he's, it's going to be an LES or whatever, but I'm, I'm, the people down the hill from me do a really great job. So, uh, but that was an experience and that food market was really dope. Downtown LA is definitely an area in transition from what I could see. I was struck by the fact that when we came into town, downtown at 12, like 30, there was no one on the street. It was a work day. I don't know where everyone goes for lunch there. I'm curious about that because it was like all the... How hot was it? It wasn't... Because they might no, say they asked it was not hot. It was like 77 degrees. There was a CBRE building, Deloitte, everything you can think of, KPMG, all the buildings that you think of where we are in New York, where at 12, between 12 and 2 o'clock, the streets are jam-packed. You can't do anything but get your food and keep it moving. And there was really no, no one yeah. on the streets, which is very interesting. Um, but that was like the general... That was the, my general review of the town. A place I would 100% visit again, but um, I, I didn't see the allure with the exception of the fact that the hills, that was kind of pretty. But aside from that, okay. I need to spend more time to really have a better assessment of it. So did All you right. watch the BET Awards? I watched the BET Awards. Um... You know, where you put something on in the background and you just look up like, oh, snap. What I noticed is it was very well attended this year. Like You, you remember past years, people just wouldn't really show up? Well, a lot of people showed up. Well, ever since Oscar's so black, I mean, excuse me, Oscar's so white, yeah, I think that that's, that's been a change like the same way people are going back to, and when I say people, I mean black folks are going back to showing up to like the NAACP awards and things of that nature, it seems as though folks are making it their business. All black everything. Yeah. They're just making their business to support because instead of, when you're feeling ostracized, you're always trying to go for external validation. Why not try to go inward? Um, yeah. So did you see Cardi B's opening? Because I was on the flight. So Absolutely. I didn't, see, I didn't see any of this stuff. So what so I absolutely saw it. Um, that girl can give a performance. So she did uh, press and clout. Okay. So the, her and Offset did clout. She gave him a lap dance. Mm -hmm. 
he was trying to do a little dancey dancey mm-hmm. something you know he could not have done it and it would have been the same thing but what i will give him is he's not one of those dudes who just gonna try to stand up on the stage and um i like that speak you know rhyme at i you. like that because he don't even have lyrics you know that he he did i'm if you're sharing the stage with cardi cardi's gonna come to do a show cardi's coming with the big ass budget it's gonna be light works right Wait, 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 wait. You broke up. Wait, wait. You're T-Painting. You just gave me T-Pain. Are you there? Okay. Hello? Now you sound perfect. Okay, yeah. So his show had to match hers, and he did a good job. She gave him a lap. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Mhm. All right. So, she sounded great. She got, you know, she sounded great. She looked great, but I think we've come to expect that from her. Right. Um people are up in their arms about her being the songwriter of the year. She says she writes her songs, you know. You know what? I'm not she mad at she, it. If she says she writes her songs and I guess that's all we can do is say that she writes her songs. Congratulations, Cardi. Um, I was into it. I, I her performance was great. Which other performance do we want to go into? Oh, did you see Lizzo? Oh yeah, she she she's a joy to watch. She's all over the stage. She definitely has the stage presence. She pulled out the flute on him. Got to pull out. You got to release the flutes on him, Guru. The flutes on him. Got to. She released the flutes on him. You can't even be mad at that. I did not love her red carpet uh, dress. Uh, yeah, that was cool. But she she looked good when they were flashing to the audience. So how many oh, yeah. do you imagine she wore? Three. Okay, so like for you, you know, for me, like when we get in our podcasting award, you can expect. <laughs> The one outfit that I have, okay? Because I I'm not able, to, <laughs> I'm not able to be running back and changing it all of that. Why are we doing this? No, you gotta serve looks, no? No one one really 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 phenomenal look. <laughs> you could do all the Diana Ross thing you want to do, but me personally, I mean, you know Diana Ross is an Aries woman, so you know. Yeah, okay. They would be like, hey, they, they couldn't be any more different because I'm not doing <laughs> And if you tell me what colors you wear, that one outfit I have, <laughs> they all the colors, but I ain't doing that. Mm-mm. Yeah, they were changing a lot. Rihanna wasn't changing for nobody or nothing, child. She had you that black outfit on. I ain't doing that shit. I can wear what I wear in, man. It looked cute, though. She looked very cute. And that kind of brings us to what I did see. Was there anything else that stood out for you? I know that people really were getting into the Kurt Franklin performance. Did you see it? And wasn't any I watched the Kurt Franklin performance. Um, but I'm funny when it comes to gospel. Mm-hmm. If it sound like anointed, I'd be like, oh, oh, okay. I need it to have the anointing. And, and, I, I don't know. Like some gospel performers will start singing and it is truly the ministry of music. And it doesn't matter if it's on TV or if you're in the church or wherever you are, you're going to feel it and you're going to be moved. And then there's some that are just um, 
talking about ding dong. Someone just entertained us. So let me tell you, speaking of gospel music, on the flight out of New York, I watched the Amazing Grace documentary, the Aretha Franklin documentary. Okay, yeah. Two nights, two nights of her singing gospel, um, gospel staples in front of a church. And it was, it was, it was one of her best-selling albums. It was shot in 1972, but apparently there were some tech, technical issues. So it was never actually, the documentary was never actually put out. It looks like Spike Lee grabbed a hold of it with Aretha Franklin and they put, they restored it, put it together. And it was amazing. I, I have to tell you in 1972, her vocal ability was so sick. So like, it was like um, an instrument almost. Also, Didn't she die in sicko mode though? Say again? Didn't she die in sicko mode? Like between her, Patti LaBelle? Yeah, she was still Gladys Knight. Like their voices, because they understand what the instrument is supposed to do and how you're supposed to maintain the instrument. Well, you know that that she didn't believe in air conditioning when she was performing, so she was sweating quadruple droplets um, throughout the entire performance to the point where people had to come and wipe her down because she's a head sweater, and which I totally am part of team head sweater. So she was standing at the pulpit singing and giving you all of the, 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 the spirit. And she was just dripping with sweat. Like the makeup was, it was 1972 makeup. So, you know, the eyeliner was running, every, the lipstick was gone, but it was beautiful. She was singing her face off, literally. She was. And it was funny because what I, what tickled me was the way people dressed in the seventies. And I always think about the fact that my mom was 17 at that time, and my dad would have been like 25. And the way that people dressed in the in the early 70s, Lord, they put on some clothes. Um, they made some choices, but then they made some cute choices too. They liked to set. Mm -hmm. Sets were uh, definitely like you know like the top and like a set. The dresses, the men, the choir. The choir did not have on robes. They had on glitter vests. Okay. When they came strutting down that the aisles of the church, I said, you know what? I'm here for this. Let me just sit here, get comfortable, and enjoy what I'm about to see here. The choir was amazing. Everyone was amazing. You couldn't say you were singing back then and not be amazing because I, I, I liken it to like a hip-hop battle. If you're not tight, you're going to get laughed off the stage. Yeah, and I forget that so many people in, the, in that space play piano. They would like jumping, one person would jump from the pulpit because James Cleveland was the MC. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you, you know who he is, right? Renowned gospel icon, James Cleveland. Um, he was the one that was kind of emceeing it and he would be her pianist when she wasn't on the piano. And then the um, choir director was amazing. Like everything. This is the thing. You know, church kids. That's what they get to do. Their parents going to have them in church. You're going to learn how to play these instruments and you're going to be bored. Facts. Facts. So if anybody gets an opportunity to see that, please take your time. Give yourself a, a, a break and watch Aretha Franklin. Let you know, in case you didn't know, why she was who she was. And it kind of goes into the, the crux of our show today um, because I think that Mary J. Blige, even though you know, you can say whatever you want. I think that the energy that Mary J. Blige has always conveyed from the moment she came into our life was 
an energy similar to like an Aretha Franklin energy. Absolutely. I'm not talking about Aretha Franklin has had a special gift. Also, what I thought was crazy is that Aretha Franklin walked the same way in 1972 as she did the last time I saw her walk off stage. Same carriage, same everything. She, it's interesting to watch someone be young and be old. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And to see that yeah, they are sure. themselves. Some people are themselves until the very end. And it was, it was beautiful to see that she lived her life, a full life. You know, I'm sure people would have wanted her to be around longer, but she was herself and her vibe and her energy and looks on her face. She was still making the same faces as an older lady as she was. Um, probably from a, the crib. You, probably from the crib. You're probably right. Um, but I did get a chance with regard to the BET Awards just to loop it back to see the 19-minute masterpiece that Mary J. Blige gave us when she gave her own damn tribute. I wonder who um, suggested that that was going to be a good idea because you know what? Though I don't want to sit and watch somebody pretend to be me. Let me do this. I got me. But it can be an honor. It can be an honor. If you have the right people come out, if you would have had, I think Fantasia could have sang I'm the Only Woman. Um, I think a Jennifer Hudson. I don't I wish do, to see. But I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I can do it. These are my songs. I'm not dead. I, I do me best. Oh, I do me. Lord. So what did um, you think from the, from the beginning all the way first, through? First, I want to say I've seen Mary live a few times. And I remember when Mary first came out. And sometimes you go see her live and it would not be a good experience. So um, I too so I, was a Mary J. Blige devotee from club dates to concert right. dates to moments it, where you like, girl, you should have called out sick to other moments where you like, yes, you are in your bag. Amazing. Yeah. That said, in um, recent times when I've seen her live, her vocal ability has increased by leaps and bounds. Like, she definitely has been training that voice. That did not necessarily show up. because, And maybe it didn't show up because she decided, no, I'm giving them that hip-hop energy, that I'm from Yonkers energy, because she was really into the performance. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she was capable or able to just be like, no, this needs to sound right. Hell, maybe she even said, let me give it to him how I used to give it to him back then. So then can we... Can we also talk about Mary J. Blige always seeming to be nervous in her beginning, in the beginning of her performances? I'm sure that she is. And I've I, always noticed that energy, and I don't know if I, I identify with her in some way, shape, or form. Like she, she always seems jittery when she starts. Yeah, you know, um, they say that anyone who entertains always gets the, the butterflies in the stomach. If you start getting the butterflies in the stomach, it's time to wrap that thing up. But so you don't you thought, so you didn't think she opened strong um I think she opened strong i okay. I, I opening strong, but throughout the performance it'd be like, okay, Mary, yeah, okay so turn the microphone towards the audience. they know these words, they know these words, okay, and what did you think about the way well, I'd like to talk about her outfit <laughs> again. A Capricorn. She had outfits, but you see, that's how you can expect me to show up to what <laughs> it's gonna be a multi-layered thing. So yes. we might get we might get 75 looks, but it's all coming off of the same piece of frock. 
Mary the come with the come with the frock buttons up for the beginning when she was yeah. giving you vocalist, and then when she was ready to bust it out, she gonna put the damn frock off. Next thing, she got the two piece the short set yeah. again. And then when this, she had math come, she was like, "Yo, get my baseball jersey." Well, I, there's, there's a few things that I thought were awesome. I thought that uh, the way that she transitioned and took the time it gave gave enough time to each moment. So um, I'm not a big fan of the song No More Drama, but I know it gets the people going. People have a spiritual connection to that song. I do not. It's just not. I think I don't have a particular, you know, things happen in my life, but nothing so dramatic that I'd be like, girl, no more drama. Yes, Mary, this for me. I do think that's where she turned the corner in her, because I think Betty Wright is her vocal coach, and Betty Wright's amazing. And I think that No More Drama was an opportunity for her to push herself vocally. It's not to say that everything prior to wasn't awesome, but No it's More Drama is when she started to show out and let y'all know she's not playing. She well, hears you talking shit. Yeah. Performance because that's going to mess with my instrument. You know what I'm saying? Betty's. Mm-hmm. Betty said I'm supposed to have this lemon water before I go out there. I, I feel you. So the reason why they gave her this award this year is because this year was the 25th anniversary of the My Life album. Nice. So that was- we will get back to that in a second because we need to have a conversation. Um, so I love the fact that the choreography was there. Um, I'm going down, kind of like bringing out those dancers and doing all that stuff. I thought was great. All the up-tempo choreography. I loved seeing little Kim and her together. So this is the thing. Again, with the the vocal ability, you know, sometimes people get on Kim because she forgets some of the lyrics or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Yo, she is so cute. She shows up. The energy was right. Seeing them together was amazing. I loved it. She's such a early girl like I loved it I liked the look I thought it was cool and I don't even like that wet wig look but on her it all made sense did you see that she has a a TV show coming on VH1 I'm gonna be tuned in yes yes okay you can take that segment when you we can review that and you can go over the little Kim show I will listen I don't know if I necessarily ever wanted to see Maya like the behind the scenes on Maya Mm. but okay you never know. She might be interesting. She's still here for a reason. So then, um, you know, Mary, um, after Little Kim performed, I'm the, um, I'm the only woman. Is that the... No, I Can Love You Better. Sorry, I Can Love You Better. So they perform I Can Love You Better. They kill it. And then she doesn't stop there. She kicks us in the throat and gives us a Method Man on ascension. The, on the they brought out a fire escape. They brought out a fire escape. Yeah. And he came out looking all kind. Oh, his vocal ability, like his breath control. Mm. Him knowing what to do with the microphone, knowing, hey, I'm going down these stairs, so let me freak my lyrics this way. Mm-hmm. Them, them seeming to have a little choreography getting down that little alleyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mm-hmm. was doing it. Yeah, he was great. Um, I do want to address the gentleman who really met the man and Nas really get on y'all nerves. The, the collective love that women of a certain age group have for Nas and met the man 
certain men are very bothered by it. I don't understand it. Just let us live. That man is married for 273 years. All we're doing is looking at this creature and enjoying how fine he is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a dilf. Leave us the fuck alone. Method Man's still fine, though. Yep. He is, Method Man is so fine. And what he did is he went from tall, lanky, slim dude to tall, fit dude. And I appreciate it. He looks amazing. Leave I, us alone. Know, I appreciate seeing his little workout routines like, like Jim Jones. I wasn't, gonna say, I wasn't going to say anything because apparently it is a rumor that I'm obsessed with this man. I don't want no problems with Chrissy. So I wasn't going to say his name. I wasn't even going to think about him. Whatever. She know her man fine. <laughs> you be all so, right, Chrissy. So, don't nobody want. I don't want no parts of that, but it's nice to look at. So I thought that they would be really, I thought it would be really fun for us to kind of put a little focus on Mary J. Blige and the fact that I don't know how you feel about her. I'll tell you how I feel about her real quick, and you can tell me how you feel. So since the beginning, since song one, since moment one, she has she and the Wu Tang Clan are like my forevers in the music in my older than fourteen mindset. She is it. It all makes sense. Even when it didn't make sense, I was like, I am for it. I always loved how she was. Connect, connecting hip hop and R and R and B, the fact that she did songs with people from Pooba to Biggie to to Met the Man, all of these these are not bullshit rappers, and we can go on. The amount of ill rappers and songs with rappers that featured on Mary J. Blige songs are it's infinite. She is as much hip hop as Biggie is to me. Um, yes, the, the way she speaks, looks, dress. The fact that she slapped people, the sunglass era, you know, the terrible man era, happy yep. era, earthy era, all of it. The breakdown, the breakup. Yeah. Every, every. She so is a person whose album I would, I would buy. I didn't need singles. Like I just stopped buying Mary J. Blige albums off the rip recently. And that's because I've become a streamer too. So right. I don't know, like for you, how did you come to her? And when you came to her, what did you think of her? Well, first of all, I'm from the Bronx, which is very close to Westchester. Um, so even the studio, they say that, you know, the little mall recording studio. I've uh-huh. spent some time. In. That's my, that's actually the first studio I ever went to. So oh, yeah? you just go, you put your little $5 in, you get your little recording time. It was like hmm. karaoke felt like you was doing something because they gave you a little studio set up. So mm. from there, you know, Mary to me is that thing that made sense. Like, okay, I am a lot like this. I am rough. I am, I do listen to R&B, but it's not that her spin on R&B was even better for me because I've never, I've never been like the soft, mushy, gushy type. Mm-hmm. I'm more like, I'm more the what's what the 411 type. Like, okay, it made mm-hmm. sense. I understood it. It felt like me, and I connected to it instantly. Day one. Mm-hmm. Day um, one. From like, you remind me video on Video Music Box. Like, I'm fucking with this girl. This is ill. 
And then the fact that they kept remixing things like, right. right out the gate. Because if you think about the You Remind Me remix, that had nice and smooth on it. Yes. She would have all like the most popping people. So she was getting like that cosign uh, early on. She dressed exactly the way everyone dressed, except that she was like in tight stuff a little bit more, I think, because that was like her job. But anytime she was in a place where she didn't have to be, she was dressed like everybody else. Right. Um, she was wearing her jeans. She was wearing her Tims. Like, you know, fur, maybe, maybe not. That's cool. She got there. So, yeah. I think for the rest of the show, it would be really cool if we kind of gave Mary some more flowers since we've given Mary flowers this week. And I wanted to ask you, I gave you homework. Did you think about what your top five Mary J. Blige songs were or did you even need to think about it? I didn't need to think about it because... You know, even though she was hip hop R and B, she was still mm-hmm. a lot more a lot more R and B than I generally take in. So mm-hmm. I listen to her albums, and and you know, with those albums, because it wasn't hip hop, I listened to the songs. Mm-hmm. So, um, I definitely. Do you want to hear my five? You can go one. We can go one for one. So, what's your? Give me your. Give me one. Um, beautiful ones. <sighs> Oh, oh Lord! You just kicked me in the stomach right from the beginning, huh? Okay. I love, I love beautiful ones. I, I tell love, me why. I love the 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 instrumentation of it. Um, mm-hmm. the way she handled the track, like that's another thing about Mary. Like when she's singing a song, you feel her. She feels you. If it's pain, it's pain. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it's a wanting, it's there. You hear it and. and that song had all of that for me. Do you, like, do you remember which album that's on? Mary, I think it's Mary. Just mm-hmm. with her, with the um, where you, it looked like just her bronzer and her hair straight down, her back. It was a silhouette yes. of her. Yes, yes, yep, yep. That's from the Mary album. Yep. So that is so. Since you start in there, then I must go ahead and meet you and tell you that my favorite Mary J. Blige song is truly one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, if I could sing, I would sing this because you need to be able to sing and then you need to be able to emote. And my song is The Love I Never Had. So that's a song on, that's like track number 12. It's after No Happy Holidays and before okay. Give Me You. It's it is the love I never had. The, the whole idea of it is like, you have to wake up and stop living in a dream. Like I have to wake up because I can't lose a love I never had. So she's right. like talking to herself. Like it's hard. It's painful because really you just want this person. But the bottom line is like, this person is not for you. So I think that that was like a theme with Mary where she kind of like would know and would be talking to herself being like, girl, we are not, this is not it. So that. Since you started out with the beautiful ones, which put literally a lump in my throat, um, I, I would have to say that I would say uh, the love I never had. Like when she performs that live, like I'll just stand up and just be still and just watch it. Like I won't cry. Shout out to my friend who will who will not be named who cries when Mary J. Blige sings a certain song. That's how much me and my friends have gone to concerts over the years. That I have one friend who cries 
over one specific Mary song anytime um, she, she has it. You know, um, my life. Um, if there's a song that will make me cry, I will listen to that song until I cry no more. Cause I'm like, nah, you can't be out here. Cause what if this come on in public and you all outside in public? You gonna cry in public, fool? Listen yep. to this song a hundred times. You gotta feel the feeling. So what's your what's another what's your next song? Um, I think it's seven days. Seven days. You know, um, that's the, the Monday friend of mine, yeah. Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see, I said. Mm-hmm. Don't be trying to make any judgments about my character. I am a thug. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, see, I will have I everybody see. who hears this know I am a thug. I don't really be doing this soft music stuff. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Mary J. Blige got so many songs that aren't that. Because the next one for me that I would say is, um, if I'm going to choose, I would say the Love No Limit remix. Ah, uh, yes. So the, the Mary J. Blige was the former one remix album is the one of the best things that bad boy ever put out or uptown uptown bad boy whatever they called themselves at the time that that loving you remix that love no limit remix especially because it was one of those things that bumped in the club and that breakdown with where people would like break it down and like bring it back djs would bring it back and bring it back and bring it back Oof. so love no limit remix is is my next one what is your next one? My next one is um, Real Love, because you can't really get much different than Real Love. I, I, I love that. Which version? Um, the original. The one that was in the video, like, original, uh-huh. original, original. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going here. So I think that I would like to pick my next one or share my next one from my life and um I would say that um hmm. I would say I'm the only woman um that's a really good song and I would say that because I don't know who the fuck I thought I was in at 25 years ago because you know the math you know how old I am 25 years ago, I thought that I understood exactly what this song was about, and I was just sing, sing, singing, 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 singing. Shit, Mary probably barely understood what this song what was saying about. Um, for me, I like "Share My World." Oh, that seems like a very goody song. Yes, yes. I like the harmonies. Um. It it was a well-written, I like well-written songs. It was well-written, arranged perfectly. I I love that. Yeah, you know what I'm hearing in my head when you said that? The, when they're kind of doing those breakdowns and it's like, I, you know, like, and it's just without, yeah, it's it's pretty beautiful. I don't think so. I'm not going to disrespect the goddess Mary J. Blige on that one. So how many more do I have? One for so <clears throat> the next one i'm going to choose again is an oldie but goodie it is um the i miss the i miss you remix with smith and wesson okay uh i shine you shine uh-huh. oh yeah i yeah. love how mary inter like got in with her hip-hop like smith and wesson yeah like who's doing that 
and they killed that shit. Which brings me back to Ocean Drive because I've never left Ocean Drive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that that's dope. Um, I like got, for me all that I can say. Oh, is that your last one? All that I can say. That's it. You like the beautiful um, Mary songs. Shut up. I see. I see. I see. So I'm going to give you my last one. If the universe sees fit for me to become someone's spouse, I will. I hope I feel what I feel when I hear this song, and I hope that I'm able to dance to this song. I found my everything with Raphael oh, yeah. Sadiq. She did such a great job on that song. Oh my gosh, yes. When she says it seems like we met in heaven before this earth, every time she says it, my stomach flips. Every time. What a I, romantic. But listen, I never said I wasn't. But that's that right there. Woo. Mm. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good music. Mm-hmm. And that's you got okay. one more. Do I? Um, mm -hmm. Wait, let me see. One, two, three, four. No, you gave us five. That's our that's our Mary J. Blige playlist. I may put that on um on something. So it's the beautiful ones, the love I never had, seven days, love no limit remix, real love. I'm the only woman. Share my world. I miss you. All that I can say, um, and my everything. This is a pretty solid Mary list. Now, yeah, now fancy romancy. It was very romancy. Now, in addition to Mary's music, it's like her looks are iconic. So I thought that since we're in the vein of these top five, what would do you have five of five of Mary's like looks that you feel like resonate? Like if you closed your eyes and had to just see five Mary moments, what are they? And did you in any way, shape, or form try to replicate it? Um, the combat boots and the baseball jersey with the hat, for sure. Okay, so the the um the my life look. So yeah, the the look the, so the my life look. Okay. Um. I so I've done that. This look that she got going now, the grown ass woman, um look. I'm a grown woman look. I, I have to. I hope I'm. I hope I'm doing a good impression or interpretation of that look somewhere in my life but I want mm -hmm. to take more time to really affect in that look because she looks amazing right now okay so you um, like her current look yeah I forget which album it is but it's her with the jeans and the white she's wearing like a white tank top and the jeans and has her leg kind of up on a something mm, okay so that was the my life too look she was she was good for her leg up um, I like that, and I also like the. I think this is my life too, with the black leather hat and the two braids to the side. Oh, that's the my life cover look. Okay, mm -hmm. so you like fedora, Mary? You were you were fucking with fedora and sunglasses, Mary? Okay. Yes. Um, the, this whole situation she got going with the the high the high the thigh high boots. I need to do this. I just don't know what's the right season for it. Is it now with the thigh high boots? No, 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 no. Is it the fall? When do you do this? Oh, uh, you can bring those back in September, October. And we got to find something to go to. I have to make sure that my party situation. situation. It, seems, it seems that Mary does not need an invitation to anywhere to just 
show up in these boots. Um, So I will tell you that um, my favorite Mary look, the No More Drama hair, I liked. I just didn't like the song. Like, I love red hair. I'm not a big fan of blonde hair. Um, I don't really like blonde women. Uh, I accept it on Mary J. Blige and Beyonce because I don't have a say. But I'm just not a, it's just not my favorite thing. And there's so many other colors in the rainbow. It's just, I have a weird thing. It's hard. It's, it's very difficult to pull it off. But Mary J. Blige, blonde, and Beyonce, you know, I'm, I'm used to it. Um, so I would say the No More Drama era, I really liked that, Mary. Um, I liked Love and Life, okay. Mary. So Love and Life was when she had the song with Met the Man, mm-hmm. Love at First Sight and all that stuff. And she was like, you guys stuck with me when I got fat. And, you know, which to her is not, you know, it's not like she was obese or whatever. Um, I really dug the Mary era, the, the, the Be Happy uh, long, deep wave weave, Mary wearing less makeup, showing her scar. Um, I do like, I love that Mary. Wait, I love and, pin curl Mary too, like the curls. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, pin curl Mary, we got to throw that in here. I think those were hockey jerseys she was wearing at that time, yes? Of course, that's what we were all wearing. Yeah. Um, and, and this is going to get real specific now. So I loved Mary's look at, I don't remember what it was called. It was a, it was an AIDS concert. Where'd you go? It was a concert. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So there was a concert in Madison Square Garden that was um, a concert. I remember by Lifebeat, but it was for AIDS and people in in the music business with AIDS or something like that. It was like a, a benefit concert. And uh, there were a lot of people on the stage, but Mary J. Blige came out there. And Mary J. Blige, I forgot to add Every Day It Rains. I don't know how I forgot that. So yeah. Mary J. Blige came out to perform Every Day It Rains in Fendi jeans and a short fur coat. And I think she might have been Ponytail Mary at that time. And everybody had their umbrellas up, and she was giving us the Mary dance. And I was like, this is the flyest bitch in the world. Like, she really is fly, though. Like, the, I have to, I'm going to put the pictures of this stuff on our socials. Um, I'm going to find this picture. But it's a Cindy Jean and um, a fur coat. Mary's never been afraid to wear fur. And my other look that I loved on Mary was the first, when she decided to, like, when she stepped into this high boot thing, it mm-hmm. was back, she did the NFL um, kickoff, when they do the NFL kickoffs, and sometimes it's in Times Square or whatever, and she performed, and she had on blue jeans, she had on high boots, and she had on a jacket. So the thing I like about Mary J. Blige is, one, me and Mary J. Blige are the same, as you. Two, Mary J. Blige literally dresses like our friend with money, because she goes to things in jeans, really expensive high boots, and a cute jacket. Mm-hmm. I love that. And like a fly sunglass, and like that's the end of it. Um, Mary J. Blige, you dress like a basketball wife? No, basketball wives. No, basketball wives dress like Mary J. Blige. She is the blueprint. Like, she's, and even because remember, it was her and it was Faith. No. Not real. 
I don't know what it is about Mary J. Blige's sense of style, but she always was literally like the elevated hood girl. Right. Who had some understanding about fit, style, fashion trends, but she always had like her little twist to it. Like, I remember when my mom really took umbrage with the fact that she got the tattoo on her arm. And she's like, she's not going to, what's she going to do about that when she's older? And now the fact that Mary is like almost 50 and she's still, she never covered her tattoos. The tattoo on her thigh, my tattoo on the side of my thigh was like inspired by the tattoo on the front of her thigh. I can't um, with all tattoos. Say what? I said I can't with y'all on the tattoos. Yeah, so those are the looks. Like I love the I love the fact that she can be so simple and so fly at the same time. And I don't know if that's like a New York style thing, but she wears the most simple garments. Like she doesn't. I've never really seen her try to go too crazy or too avant garde. Um, she's not going to be a person that you go like, oh, I want to see what she wears to the Met Gala because it's just going to be a dress. Um, say that again and it's going to be the best version of how I whatever I'm presenting to you is going to be the best version of that yeah um, so in terms of like her fashion in her fashion influences that's where I fall with her the only other things I love to point out is like I tried Chanel nail polish because of Mary J. Blige because she wore vamp which is like a deep, bloody burgundy. Yeah, that, that, that nail polish and that lipstick for a very long time. And I've always been a person who would read like the credits. If I liked, if I liked you, I wanted to know like, what color is that? What, what is that from? I am going to Macy's or Bloomies or whatever to try this because this person, I feel like I can do it if this person can do it. To you, me, like the, you, will wear, you will read in the magazine and looking at those little credits like nails. <laughs> Uh-huh. Nah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Nah. Yep. And it was her favorite color for a long time. Just like Foxy and the um the cyber lipstick. Yep. Yeah. And Missy with the Viva Glam Five. Yep. That's why representation matters because when you're a black girl like me and you see other black girls in spaces like this and they're items that they can they have that looks great on them, you too realize that you too can have these items and have your little bit of, of swag stuff as well. You don't have to be stuck in the Ebony, Ebony Jet Showcase. No shade, but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't for us. That was for We wear fashion fear. No, you don't have to. I hear that. So, like, we talked about Mary and her collaborations and all that stuff. So who are your five favorite collaborators either consistent collaborators or songs that she partnered with that you think are just hands down like Mary and Friends if there was going to be a, a compilation album we were putting together that was called Mary J. Blige featuring all her ill friends what would be the songs that came to mind for you um her and Pharrell was Steal Away I love that yeah. wow you are deep cutting us today yo what? her in on that um for me i love a nice y clef <laughs> and mary so mm, i'm so happy your phone cut out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you get uh again her and lil kim dope her method man dope but 
I found my everything with Raphael Sadiq. That's killer to me, and it's because of Raphael Sadiq, right? Okay. Like Dawn from Invogue said that when he sits down with you in the studio, and you're learn you learn to sing in a proper way. He's like, nah, let's forget the way the people told you to say these words. Say these words the way you feel them, right? He didn't have to do that with Mary, but you could hear him all over this song. And mm -hmm. you, could, you could hear his influence, similar to how you could hear his influence on his album, you know, him working with Solange. Mm -hmm. um, I really love that. But you can, you know, again, you just mentioned her and Smith and West. Amazing. Her and Grand I was, see, that was That was going to be my first song. My first one was going to be Check It Out. Cause yeah, like, who, who when we saw that, it, it felt like the first time we were seeing something like that. Like, yes, it, was, it feels like it was. It was like they were, you know, they were hitting us with the Tommy Hilfiger preppy look. It, mm -hmm. it was. But do you remember on the album, what's the four one one has her and Pooba on it? Yes. Yeah, because Mary's always been a rapper, like a secret rapper too. Well, she probably started out telling people she was a rapper and they probably was like, but can you sing? And she was like a little something. <laughs> and they was like, then sing. Because that's how that works. Yes, as you've told me, which I don't really think I appreciate. Um, you ever notice that Mary didn't have a lot of features on her album? I did notice that. Um, that's why, because when she, the 911 song, that was on Wyclef album, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think drove that? I think it was for a, um, I thought it was for a um, soundtrack, but I could be wrong. I don't know, not the song, but drove her not having all these features. Like, I think it was just whoever was producing her. She didn't really need it. She had excellent songwriters. When you go back and you look at the, the tens that were making songs for Mary J. Blige, it's like, she don't need no help. You know? I didn't realize that her sister Latanya Blige wrote "Keep Your Head to the Sky." Really? Right. What did she write? That's the only thing I, I just noticed it because one of my favorite collaborations is her and the Locks. Okay. And I like "Can't Get You Off My Mind." Tell your bridesmaid to hit off my best man. Always mm -hmm. on my mind, like honey. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm big. They, oh my God! I just, I just, you know, I fuck with those. I fuck, and I liked when they were going in and out. When you get yeah. a chance, re-listen to it. They go in and out that whole, their whole verse, which was, it was a nice break too because Mary was a little, a little heavier. So to have that kind of come towards the end of it is pretty good. Um, so that's Mary and the Locks, Mary and Pooba. Um, I think Mary and Jay-Z is an excellent combination. I do. Um, I really do. Um she just has a really good way of offsetting with uh, with male voices. Um, and I think I, it's, it's like she just has like very alpha female energy. So it's not like, so? it's not, yeah, I think so. Like, I think she walks in the room. She's like, nah, this ain't happening that way. Don't do it that way. Don't like that. Come on, get out my face. Like, she definitely seems like she ain't having it unless she wants it. Not that she got a fight, but more like, you don't want to do this, so let's just do it. Let's both sit down. Let's both talk about what we're going to do, and that's what we're going to do. We ain't just going to do what you want me to do. 
I think Method Man is a good collaborator with her because I think Love at First Sight is just as good as All I Need. Like their energies, they bounce off of each other. Like they literally almost like they vibrate and they bounce. And like it's, it's, it's a very good mix, their energies. Because Love at First Sight is however many years after All I Need and it's just as good and it makes just as much sense. Um, so I like Method Man and Mary J. Blige uh, together. And I like um, Mary and Eve a lot. That song, Not Today. Yeah, I, I did Eve and Mary, but I feel like, how many songs do they have? I just like the way they sound together. They just have one song together, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that one song wasn't enough to put Eve on my list. Yeah, but you know, I have a very special affection for for Eve. I fuck with Eve. Um, but there's so, like, when I think about Mary J. Blige, there's not much that I don't like. Right. That makes sense. I, just, like, I, I don't like situations that were happening around her. Yeah, sure. That's that. That, you know, that's that. Okay. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't like how she used to, when she was wearing the contact lenses, and she used to be blinking, blinking, blinking. I ain't mm-hmm. like that. But Aww. I understood it, because I do that same shit. My contact lenses. So, I get it. Did you like the breakthrough with Take Me As I Am and You Can't Hide From Love and MJB, the D- MTV and all that stuff? And I, so it's, the same, it's the same one with I Found My Everything on it. I know, but you know. Eh. I hear you. So by 2005, you were starting to have like the eh feelings about yeah. some of the albums? Yeah, but I also feel bad cause, because this is, is this around when she fell in love and people started yes. saying, we don't want this, man. That's not fair. I like that, Mary, because she seems so earnest. Wait, like, what was um, that song that they said Can Do wrote for her? Oh, Lord, don't, let's not do that. We don't need to give him any, any. any yeah, an amazing song. Like, I just could Hello? Yeah. yeah. I just lost what you said. I said, I, you know, I love that song, but mm-hmm. so instead of the full body of work with Mary, it would be songs. I'd be like, oh, this is, this is dope. See, I liked um, the more recent, I, I enjoyed Growing Pains, and I really like that song, Work That. Like, I, I like think every... That. I think every album that Mary's put out, she always gives you at least a single. Yes. But we're talking about things that we didn't like and how there aren't many. That dancery. Me too. I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't fault that dancery. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And then that song, uh, Someone to Love Me with uh, Puffy and um, Lil Wayne. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid in terms of song. Um, so it's been what so ninety two. So it's been twenty seven years of Mary J. Blige, and she's still, like you said, she's not dead. She's not. She's also wasn't. She's not old. She wasn't infirm, so she was able to perform. But um, you know, she, what would you like to see? The thing is, she's not slowing down. What was she a little bit? She is, but what would you like to see? Because now we have the Nas Mary J. Blige tour coming up. 
What would you like to see from her next that you haven't seen so far? I'm not quite sure. I haven't given that thought. But when I say she's not slowing down, she's she's acting more. Uh-huh. You follow what I'm saying? Like, she's branching out. And she's still up there, you know, trying to give us some d- low dips. This woman is almost 40. I mean, 50. Let me tell you something. Where you see her slowing down at? When I, well, it's just that she's different from when she was, obviously, when she was 25. When I watch the people do the memes with the Mary J. Blige boots and people dancing, <laughs> or when they put Mary J. Blige with a lightsaber when she dances, yeah. let me tell you something. You people do not understand. Mary J. Blige is giving us a proper New York bop. That is a mean ditty bop that the sis is giving you in four-inch heels. Respect yeah, her. Though. It is funny. When she hit that, so odd when she was doing it with Method Man. Look, she know, she know, she know what up. You so, know how you Capricorns what are. What would you very, like to see her doing? Um, I want to continue to see her act, um, because I think that is something she wants to do. I think she can evolve and do more with it and get better. Um, I thought in Mudbone, Mudbound, she was pretty solid. And um, I would like to see more from her on that regard. I would be curious for her to write a book about her, like her memoir. I, w- I would be interested in, in seeing if she's in a space now where she wants to share her world a, a little more. Um, when you see I'm- her life, been, like, I saw her um, at Essence after she broke up with Old Boy. Mm. She was giving it all up. She was like, he want my money. She was like, girl. Yeah, but that's just one piece of it. Yeah. Um, but I just would like to read a book, just, you know, just how she felt in certain moments because people don't do interviews anymore. Um, she's been through a lot. She's been through a lot publicly. She's inflicted some things on herself publicly. Things have been inflicted upon her publicly. Um, I would just be curious to see where she is. I'm happy to see her sisters back. I knew that, to me, the Kendu situation seemed problematic because I didn't see her sister. And they were always together. And to see her not be around and him being there gave me a funky feeling about him. Mm-hmm. So, he wasn't even cute enough to be pulling these shenanigans he was pulling. They never are. And even if he was, it was just the, the idea that what, what she did what he did, he is the reason I believe that she did that awful Burger King commercial that could have totally destroyed her forever. If she remember, was Mary J. Blige. Yeah, remember that commercial? And oh, it was yeah. just awful. Um, and that was under his advisement, but remember she was like a... I think the, the Dance and song was a part of it, right? No, no. Or it I was rotisserie. Because <laughs> it, it felt like a chicken, chicken, chicken. Wasn't it chicken she was singing about? Yeah, yeah. She was singing about chicken, chicken, chicken. and just making, making. <sighs> yeah, it was a bad moment. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the best. Um, but it was. It was nice to see her making choices and doing, giving us a look. And watching people interact, like the people in the audience, because but Mary J. Blige is one of the last female artists that it seems like men and women can enjoy together. Yes. If I met a dude and he told me he did not like Mary J. Blige, I can tell you that no matter how fine I thought he was, 
how smart, how great, how cool, how down he was. If he told me he didn't like Mary J. Blige, um, it'll be a no for me. It'll be a no. Like, come on, fam. It's Mary J. Blige. How you don't like Mary J. Blige? Uh, what's wrong with you, son? Something's yeah. wrong with you, son. I don't really understand why guys don't like Beyonce, except that her music was very bubblegum at first. But, like, everything she's been doing as a solo artist, none of it is bubblegum at all. So, but if you told me you don't like Mary J. Blige, I have to decide. I don't think I want to have sex with someone who doesn't like Mary J. Blige. Not at this point in my life. Yeah, you don't, you deserve better. I know. It's wrong. I'm better for you. Um, all in all, it's a good run. And I don't think, I don't want her to be slowing down. You're right. But speaking of her writing a memoir, do you think that she's waiting for someone else to tell their story before she tells hers? Because a lot of times what you'll find is people can't tell their full story until other people tell their full story. Well, who? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Um, what's his name for Jodeci? Casey. Oh, well, he didn't have to get his wife together. Remember when he was at that thing and he started singing to her mom? Yeah. It was like, no, don't do this. Awkward. Don't sing to my mom. (laughs) Like, leave my mom alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't seem like his life got any better. You know, she cleaned herself up after he he exited stage left and Mm -hmm. he still lives. Yeah. I hope, I hope the best for him. But, um, it's been a pleasure watching her grow um, and kind of survive things and relax and, you know, deal with some of her issues, anxieties, be welcomed into, into you know, upper, quote, unquote, upper echelons, but still being herself. Um, I love the fact that she, like, laughs like a person. And I love that she, like, has people that she's clearly friends with, like Angie. You know, I'm glad her sister's back. Um, she don't need to make another album because we have enough. But if she wants to, that's fine too. Um, I I don't know that I'll be going to the Nas Mary J. Blige concert tour. I don't think Are that's for me. To They're going to be at the Prudential Center. Oh, how'd I miss that? Well, I don't know what they could possibly... They needed to add and friends. Well, maybe they, maybe that's their intention and they'll get to that part and surprise us, but I don't know. I mean, she, she, she she does a good show. I I dig it. But I, 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 like I said, this was, this was going to be Mary J. Blige appreciation. Is it anything, like if you had to have Mary J. Blige sing one song to you, what would you ask her? What would you want her to sing to you? Shoot. Um, dang, I don't know. You didn't give me that for homework, Chantel. I just decided to ask you. Um, it's your birthday, and she's gonna sing one song. What's the song? Damn it. Is it any of the songs I listed? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at my list. I have to pass because she has a lot of music. Damn it. 
I would say I would want her to sing Share My World to me. Possibly. Um, yeah. Not because I want her to serenade me, but like, I would like to sit down and just watch her sing it um, because it just, it just seems like a song that she could get into and it would sound good and she'd sound good and she'd perform it really well. Um, I still don't know. It couldn't be anything that would make me be emotional because I don't want to embarrass myself in front of her. So share my maybe world. Is... Maybe her version of I'm Going Down. Oh, okay. You don't love that? No. I, love I don't that. like that. I don't like Sweet Thing. Um, what? I, I love Sweet Thing. Yeah. Yeah, not her version. Shaka Tom's version. I do like Reminisce. I think Reminisce is underrated. I'll give you this Shaka Khan version right now because Shaka Khan was at Essence on the same stage as Mary. Shaka Khan version sounds like Mary version now anyway. But you ain't hear that from me. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah. Well, when I saw Shaka Khan at Aretha Franklin's funeral last last summer, she was giving giving it up pretty good. I was surprised because, you know, I had seen her at Essence, and I was like, what the heck just happened to me? But she sang Going Up Yonder, and she started hitting those notes. But you want to know why? I think when you sing things like that, that's in, um, that you're not going to not hit those notes. That's how you do now. There's been plenty of people in church who can't sing for shit, and they need yeah, to take the mic from. And you've been singing Going Up Yonder ever since you was a little bit? You want to hit them notes. Yeah, she killed that shit. She walked herself off the stage. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all need no more of this. Aretha dead already. She, I she literally sang herself and then came back. Like sang all the way into wherever she was halfway down the stairs and came back up to the stage and gave us some more. They were showing out at Aretha Franklin's funeral. Yes, they was. All 55 billion hours. I, listen, we got stuck in traffic driving to Philly, so we watched it the whole way. <laughs> I can't. That, that was your road trip, was it? That was our road trip, yeah. Yep. If they put that on DVD yet. They do, too? Yes, they do. Well, I'm sorry right. I yawned in your ear. It's, it's the night time. It's the right time. Okay. All so, right. I want to say thank you so much for sharing all your Mary J. Blige uh, um, memories. This is I just nice. appreciate that she shared them with us. Like Oof, that she- yeah. I'm happy she stayed with us because I got worried a couple times. I'm happy she stayed. Um, she has thoughts. And I hope that she stays with us for a long time to come. She is definitely a gift. She is so New York. She's such a New York girl. I know she don't live here. She hasn't lived here for a while, but that energy I don't think leaves you. Um, every time I see her, I smile. I love like everything about her. She's the best. So this was your everyone's Mary J. Blige appreciation episode, which we did before we did an Eve appreciation episode. Um, we'll so, get when's Eve's birthday. Mm, Eve is a Scorpio, so it's somewhere in October or November. We're going to hook Eve up. We get into Eve. She she deserves it. She deserves these flowers. So um, just follow us on all of our social. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Email us. Call us. Um, 
talk to us in the Facebook group. I see that everyone got very tingly when we posted the picture of Method Man. Um, keep sharing our our content with your friends because I noticed that we're having growth, and I appreciate that. I appreciate your time, your ears. Um, I still haven't come up with a fun, snazzy little tagline, so um, you're just going to get these goodbyes until we figure that shit out. Um, Word. Big ups to the crew, the, the producer crew, the sound man, Gene Wesley, always letting us know <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> Big up to our sound man, uh, keeping, keeping us uh, in order. He's not going to be pleased with the quality of this episode, but it's okay. He'll get over it. And uh, we will be back next week to talk to you later, guys. Bye. Bye.